live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby! We're going to be here all day! Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party! Now, here's your host, Jordy Holtberg. Hey, a great good afternoon. Happy Friday. Yay! March 25th, the year 2022. What a glorious Chamber of Commerce day it is. My God. Goodness, let's bottle this baby up and save it for those dog days of summer. But it's absolutely beautiful. Hope you're uh, getting a chance to enjoy it wherever you may be, however you may be listening to us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, We are um, coming to you live from Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also 1041 Lake Charles. We're streaming, uh, simulcast, uh, streaming on 1037 thegame.com 1041thegame.com we're simulcast on stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS fiber so we're here we're there and we are everywhere James Mesh back in the master control suite spinning the tunes pushing all the buttons and we've got you covered from A to Z today we'll go live to Gainesville Florida Bill Franquez will join us here shortly we'll preview this LSU baseball team as they take on another ranked SEC opponent in the Florida Gators. Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com follows that. We'll get his impressions of the 20 minutes he saw on the LSU practice field. Not so much the players and all. I want to know about Brian Kelly. I want to know about this coaching staff, how organized, how did did it flow in a 90-minute practice. We'll talk to Mike Scarborough about that. You heard uh, the Pels won last night, a big-time win over the Chicago Bulls, Devontae Graham. He got rid of the cornrows, let the hair flow, and he started knocking down shots. Jose Alvarado was spectacular, and now the Pels face the two biggest games of their season. Hands down, without question, without doubt. Saturday, they host the San Antonio Spurs, and then Sunday, the Los Angeles Lakers. Those three teams are going to end up getting two spots in the playoffs. Right now, it's the Pels and the Lakers with the Pels at the number nine spot, the Lakers at number 10 because the Pels have the tiebreaker over L.A. and the Spurs just a little bit back. So Saturday is humongous. We'll talk with Chris Connor about the Pelicans. And then our regular Friday crew will shuffle in. Larry Holder of The Athletic. Um, Should we be concerned that the Saints aren't? Everybody's making deals with free agents and the Saints are just waiting in the weeds quietly. Um, George Faust will join us from KLFY Sports. We'll talk about um, everything going on with the Rage and Cajuns, the first 20 games of the baseball season for Coach Matt Deggs' group has been up. It's been down. They're 9-11 and overall, 0-3 in Sunbelt play after getting swept by Troy. Now... Defending Sunbelt champion South Alabama, who's 3-0 and in league play, visits Russo Park this weekend starting at 6 p.m. We'll also talk about the, the quarterback um, situation. 
with the Raging Cajuns. It's kind of wide open. They started spring ball on March the 10th. They've had a couple of practices on their belt, so we'll go over that. And then George Becknell will join us along with James Mesh, and we'll, we'll just, who knows? I never know where it's going to go, but it always goes. Uh, the second day of Sweet 16 games in the men's basketball NCAA tournament take place tonight. There are 12 teams left. Four of the Elite Eight slots were filled last night. How about number four, Arkansas? Tough, gritty, upsetting number one overall seed, Gonzaga. Yep, Arkansas the only team I can recall beat the number one ranked team in the country in the regular season, Auburn, beat the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament in Gonzaga. So the Hogs are in the Elite Eight. Number two, Villanova took down number 11 seed, Michigan. Coach K hanging around as the second seeded Duke Blue Devils. Boy, they, what a game that was. Tough, physical, close. Duke edges number three, Texas Tech, to survive and advance. And finally, Maybe the toughest group out there. Who's going to beat Houston? Houston upset number one seeded Arizona to finish off the night. So only one number seed, number one seed remains in the bracket, and that's the Rock Chalk Kansas Jayhawks. The Jayhawks will take on number four seed Providence this evening. Meanwhile, the highest seeded team left in the tournament. The Peacocks, number 15, St. Peter's, will look to continue its Cinderella story tonight when it faces third-seeded Purdue. So those two matchups, the late-night number 10 seed Miami versus number 11 seed Iowa State, and then I think the game that everybody's going to look is fourth-seeded UCLA versus the eighth-seeded North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, four more games on tap, four more slots to fill. Um, and then the Elite Eight will take place two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Great games, great uh, fun to watch. It was it was terrific. Just absolutely terrific. Um, boy, Houston is tough. They are tough. I'm telling you, they are physical, and t I don't know who's going to beat them. Uh, can Arkansas knock out the Duke Blue Devils? Yeah, it's possible. Absolutely possible. Um, Houston? Man, they were good. They were good. Villanova and Houston? I think Houston's going to the Final Four. Uh, anywho, anyway, uh, another great day of uh, – of hoops. It really, really was. No question about that. Uh, we've always got stuff to give to you. How about um, if you want to see the most elite dunkers, the exceptional ball handlers, and a lot of fun? Well, the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters are returning to the Cajun Dome on Tuesday, April the 5th, and you can see them live. The game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, is giving away a four-pack of tickets for the family-friendly show. How do you win? Simply text Trotter. That's T-R-O-T-T E-R to 68683 to win tickets to see the Globetrotters. Once again, text Trotter to 68683 to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters live at the Cajun Dome, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. So we've got a lot to get to. Let's not wait any more. Let's not waste any time. We'll take our first time out of the day. When we come back, we're heading to Gainesville, Florida. Boy, the Tigers, hey, they, need to, they need a win. And they need to get a win quickly. 
against the Florida Gators. Bill Franquez from Gainesville here on the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We're Southwest Louisiana's sports station. He's been a star on the hardwood and in the broadcast chair. So what's the secret to the Blonde Bomber's success? Easy. Taking time to work on his tan. You look marvelous. Back to more of the tanned and talented Jordy Holtberg on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. Uh, We begin with LSU baseball, uh, SEC series number two, this time in Gainesville to take on the seventh-ranked Florida Gators. The Tigers come in at number 14. They're one and two in league play. The Gators are two and one. Tonight's game, six o'clock central time, and you can listen to it right here on 103.7 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Bill Franquez, the voice of Alec Box Stadium, Skip Burtman Field, will be on the call of the game tonight in Gainesville, and he's kind enough to join us on game day. Bill, uh, thank you for the time. How's the weather in Gainesville today? The weather, Jordy, is absolutely gorgeous. It really is. I mean, the high today, uh, probably about 75 degrees, uh, clear blue skies. Uh, looking at temperatures, maybe dipping into the 50s uh, by the end of the evening. But during the game, we'll probably be in the in the 60s. Just perfect conditions, really, for baseball. And we're expecting that throughout the weekend. Yesterday's weather was pretty nasty. In fact, uh, the Tigers' flight was delayed by about two hours leaving Baton Rouge because we had to oh. wait until the weather had cleared in Gainesville. And when we landed, it was still raining and very overcast and gloomy. But uh woke up this morning, and it's uh, the weather's uh, beautiful. And uh, looking forward to... Uh, Three uh, very exciting days of baseball, and hopefully the Tigers can uh, can play at a high level this weekend. It's going to be tough, though, because Florida, obviously, one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, um, first meeting between these two since April of 2019. The Tigers won yeah. two of three over the Gators in Baton Rouge. That's the weird quirks of scheduling with so many teams and all this kind of stuff, and then with the COVID yeah. situation and all that. So, um, all right, give me the uh, – Give me the status report of this club. That that had to be um, a stinger against Louisiana yeah. Tech up two in the ninth. You just got to get them out. You couldn't. It goes extra innings. They win in extra innings. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a rough night, Jordy. Uh, you know, I, I think, of course, the, the loss and all that was the way that uh, we started the game. Uh, you know, Will Helmers had a rough outing as a starting pitcher and the before, in a blink of an eye, Louisiana Tech's up four uh, nothing by the second inning. Now, mm-hmm. to the credit of our bullpen, you know, guys like Trent Vitmeyer and uh, Samuel Dutton and um, Paul Gervais, they were fantastic. They shut down Louisiana Tech. In fact, Louisiana Tech went thirty six straight plate appearances in that game without a hit. Wow! And <laughs> wow! And the Tigers, uh, due to the work of the bullpen, got back in the game, tied it with a, a four run fifth inning. Uh, scored single runs later in, in the game to go up six to four, the six four lead in the bottom of the ninth inning, and then of course the the, 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 uh, the back of the Tigers bullpen faltered at the end and, and Tech tied the game, largely due to an error and due to uh, three walks. And then of course uh, Tech eventually prevailed in the in the twelfth inning again, aided by walks. So it was especially frustrating. And LSU had scoring opportunities to win the game in walk off fashion, just couldn't quite get it done. So yeah, it was frustrating. Uh, you know, Louisiana Tech has an excellent team. 
Yeah. So, it, you know, it wasn't a, a, a loss that uh, anyone should be ashamed of. However, LSU should have won the game, and I think Coach Jay Johnson uh, recognizes that and that uh, the issues that we have with, with defense are, are something that he and his coaching staff are continuing to address and something the Tigers must uh, excel in this weekend because if the, you make mistakes against Florida, they're going to capitalize. So uh, we're looking forward to uh, – to a good, uh, you know, outstanding uh, competition this weekend. Uh, Florida has a great club. They're two and one in the league. They went to Alabama last weekend and went two out of three. Uh, they edged Bethune Cookman uh, earlier this week on Tuesday night here in Gainesville by a score of three to two. Of course, LSU uh, swept Bethune Cookman a couple of weeks ago at, at the box. So uh, it's going to be a challenge, but uh, hopefully the Tigers can uh, can rise to that challenge. Got to face a left-hander tonight in sophomore Hunter Barco, yeah. who's uh, four and one with a one point seven two ERA. He's got forty-four strikeouts, only two walks. Are you kidding <laughs> exactly. me? That that's pretty good. He's got to be one of the upper echelon in this league. Oh, he is absolutely, Jordy. In fact, uh, Jay Johnson uh, told me earlier that he's very likely going to be the best pitcher LSU has faced so far this season. I, I think that's we, we were pretty safe in saying that. He will be the best pitcher the Tigers have faced up to this point. Uh, the, uh, Coach Johnson mentioned the only other lefty that LSU has faced so far that would be in Barco's class would be uh, Jake Bennett, a kid from Oklahoma, who we faced in the opening game a few weeks ago in Houston. Uh, Bennett, of course, uh, had a lot of success against LSU, but eventually the Tigers got to him and won the game in extra innings. So Barco is a guy who's very impressive, uh, 1.72 ERA, a 153 opponent batting average, 44 strikeouts in 31 and a third innings, and as you said, only two walks. So obviously he's a guy that's going to be uh, very effective. Uh, left-handed Tigers have not handled lefties very well so far this season. So uh, it's going to be a, a big challenge, definitely. Uh, and then add to that the fact that although Florida may not have the – after Barco, they may not have the depth in pitching that they've had in past years under Kevin O'Sullivan – they have a big-time offense right now. You remember back in 2017 when LSU played Florida for the national championship in Omaha, yeah. you know, the story of that team, of the Florida team that year, was his pitching was incredible. Right. And they had very limited right. offense. This year, maybe the pitching is not, after Barco, exceptional, but very good. But the offense is, very, is, is, is exceptional. I mean, they're hitting 309 as a team, 43 home runs already Jeez. on the year in only uh, 21 games. Yeah, so they can swing it. So uh, LSU definitely needs to needs to be ready for for a big time challenge. How is Blake Money? Uh, early in the season, it was like, wow. I know it was against Maine and against Towson, against yeah. Oklahoma. He uh, went no fewer than six and two third innings, and then he kind of injured his wrist. He hasn't been as sharp yeah. since. Is that injury behind him? What's the status on Blake Money? You know, Coach Johnson addressed that earlier today, Jordy. He. he he feel, Coach Johnson feels like the injury is behind Jake, uh, behind Blake. I'm sorry, the, the injury mm-hmm. is behind Blake. Uh, it, it is a, a wrist ailment of some sort. Um, Coach was asked, well, "How did it actually happen?" And we think it happened when he had to die for a, a bunt attempt against Bethune Cookman two weeks ago, and then shortly thereafter had to come out of the game. But we're not entirely sure if that was what caused the wrist irritation mm-hmm. or not. Uh, nevertheless, according to Coach Johnson. Uh, Blake Money is at 100% right now. So he probably was not at 100% last week when he pitched uh, in game two against Texas A&M. 
and uh, you know, was not at his at his uh, at his best, but probably wasn't feeling great. But this weekend, uh, according to Coach uh, Blake, uh, should be at 100 percent, and hopefully we'll see uh, what made him so effective in those first two weekends against Maine and against Towson. Now, granted, he's, he's pitching against a much better team, but uh, certainly Blake is capable of being effective at 95 mile per hour fastball. Uh, can throw uh, breaking pitches for strikes, not afraid to throw breaking pitches behind in the count. So uh, I think uh, he certainly has an opportunity to be effective, even against a good Florida hitting team. Bill Franquez in Gainesville for uh, this three-game series against the Gators. I love um, Coach Coach's response when asked about um, LSU using seven pitchers in this midweek game uh, against Louisiana Tech. And it, it, is the bullpen stressed? And he said, quote, these guys say they want to be professional players and pitchers. And as a reliever, you have to be able to bounce back with a day's rest, which they have on Thursday. They'll be ready to go on Friday. So if they want to be pro players, Here's how you start. I love that answer. We're, yeah. we're not going to use yeah, that as exactly. an excuse. No, he, he, you want to be a pro? He, let's go. Yeah, exactly. And I think he feels like those guys should be ready to go. I think the only pitcher he ruled out, uh, this was Wednesday night after the, the uh, Tech game, he did rule out Trent Bittmar for today because Trent threw uh, the most pitches among the relievers. And Trent was very effective. But, we'll likely, we'll, of course, we'll likely, very likely, uh, very likely see him uh, later. And probably won't see him tonight, though. And then, uh, but otherwise, I, I think all those guys who pitched on uh, Wednesday night uh, should be available to contribute in some fashion uh, this evening. But uh, coach today, earlier today, very plainly stated, we need Blake money to go deep into the game. I mean, we're talking, yeah. uh, we're talking into the sixth inning at least uh, to give this uh, this bullpen an opportunity. So, yeah, if if Blake uh, struggles early, then that's a real formula for for problems for, for the Tigers. All right. Well, Bill, uh, we'll be listening six o'clock tonight, seven o'clock Gainesville time. Uh, good luck. Thank you for your time. As always, it's always fun talking with you, my friend. Be Absolutely, safe. Jordy. I enjoy it very much. Thank you, sir. All right. That's Bill Franquez in Gainesville. Again, first pick six o'clock. You can listen to it here. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Uh, we're going to be talking about a college basketball down the road a little bit. But if you're a college basketball fan, join the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Yeah, it's that simple. If they win, you win. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on college hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code 1037GAME, bet $5 on any college hoops team to win, and get $200 in free bets if they do. If they win, you win with promo code 1037 game this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older, physically present in Louisiana. Availability varies by parish. Eligibility restrictions apply. Minimum $5 deposit. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. That's 1-877-770-7867. Whew. All right. We'll take a time out here. When we come back, Day one, LSU spring football practice under the regime of Brian Kelly. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, was there. Tells us all about it next. 
Jordy Holberg was draining three-pointers with ease way before Steph Curry came on the scene or was even born. Now, back to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Welcome back on a glorious Chamber of Commerce Friday. Man, it's a beautiful day, and uh, it's it's a beautiful way to go about things with Eon of Lafayette, soon to be also Eon of Baton Rouge. Um, Eon is Smarter Body Contouring, the first robotic touchless laser body contouring device for non-invasive permanent fat loss. Backed by years of research by industry-leading scientists and doctors, Eon leverages innovative touchless technology to advance the laser aesthetic industry state-of-the-art robotic precision delivers laser energy and cooling simultaneously for a comfortable patient experience so what does all that mean well it's eons more effective it's more efficient it's more comfortable it's just smarter body contouring go online go check it out eon e-o-n of lafayette it's it's non-invasive you don't feel a thing and it's permanent fat loss. Tara LaPari and her staff do an outstanding job and uh, they want to help you. What You talk about a great present for the for that female or male in your life that has everything. They don't have this. All that hard work they do and they still can't get rid of those little areas that just bother them. Call 337-278-7641. Schedule yourself a free consultation and, and Tara will tell you exactly how this works and uh i'm 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 a client and uh it's been great results for me i feel like i'm 20 again it's unbelievable eon of lafayette all right mike scarborough tigerbait.com joins us he is a busy man he is out there looking filming reporting on all things lsu including the first day of spring football practice mike thanks for the time buddy how are you i'm doing great i'm, I'm even doing stories on Kim Mulkey basketball commitments this morning. No, they got a good one, a little uh, 6-1 forward. That's that's great. All right, look, I'm not worried about the players or anything like that. I want your observations of Brian Kelly and his coaching staff as he's assembled. As you watch them going, putting these players through drills, what did you think? I, I, I'm telling you, I remember like it was yesterday, going into Les Miles' first spring practice, and and once we were inside, saying, "Boy, this sure is different." The the pacing, the uh, the difference between the sense of urgency from going from Saban to Miles, and so now we've gone from Miles to Orgeron to Kelly. And I can tell you, yesterday, that the organization uh, of the practice, uh, every facet of it, every specific point of it, uh, was planned in advance. Um, the 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 pacing of it and how quickly that they were going from one thing to the next was even beyond what Saban was doing at LSU 20 years ago. And so I asked Coach Kelly after practice about that, and, and his reply was, we can get as much – I want to get as much done in 90 minutes uh, because anything that goes two or three hours, uh, you know, he, he doesn't think you need that kind of time right. to get the work in. And you so lose, I, 
Uh, it, you it lose was, their uh, attention span the longer you go. So you so please tell me, in essence, it was more Saban like than Miles yes. Orgeron like. Yeah, and, I, and I, I I even believe it was beyond Saban. Of course, I don't know what Saban's doing these. You know, since then he right. might be even more meticulous than he was at LSU. But Saban's LSU practices and 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 I mean, even sitting out in the parking lot waiting to go see Miles, and you're seeing all the people up in the towers above the fences. Um, uh, the, the fact that we all have to wear lanyards in the media, we were given color copies, maps of, uh, maps of the parking lot the day before as to where we were parked. Well, the parking lot where we parked never changed. Right, it's the same right. place we've always parked. Atten- we go attention the to the detail. Same way. Attention to detail. I like that a lot. Um, Brian Kelly, through the course of, of practice, is he an observer? Is he a hands-on coach? What? what how, how would you describe how he handled the first practice? He's a CEO observer. He walks around. He's taking notes. And, of course, you know, he, he might have interjected somewhere and I missed it. Um, or maybe I didn't miss it, but he did it later in practice when the media weren't in there. But mm-hmm. he's at, he's absolutely a CEO, and he lets his he let, for the most part he lets his coaches coach. And if he's got any differences or things that he thinks that it needs to be changed, uh, it, it sounds like he addresses that when the coaches meet after practice, and then he tweets things. Okay. Mike Scarborough, tigerbait.com. All right. That's the coaching staff. Of course, everybody wants your opinion of what you saw of the four headed horsemen in the quarterback room. Um, briefly, what, what in the brief amount of time you were able to observe things, what did you see and how did they, how were they being handled? Well, in the 15 to 20 minutes that we were there, I think the best thrower with the best velocity and accuracy was Walker Howard. Wow. Nussmeyer, Nussmeyer behind him. And um, I, I think Miles Brennan might have been last. Wow. And so, and... Uh, but, and w- which is odd to me because that's the first day Walker's thrown a football in three months. Right. Huh. So, well, but now I, but that's, you know, we're there between five and 520. You know, so from 5.30 to 6.30, was it a, a totally different ball game? Did somebody get uh, tired right. or, or or somebody else get in the groove? I, I don't know that. But just in the time that we were in there, uh, it, to me, there was no comparison between the younger quarterbacks versus the older quarterbacks. Okay. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, LSU. Had a, when do they practice again? Saturday or what, what's, yeah, what's the uh, setup? Tomorrow uh, at uh, midday. We, we get midday. Uh, okay. We get it. We get it about twelve thirty tomorrow. Very good. You're a busy, busy man. All right. Anything else stand out to you? Because you you haven't seen these players in a while. There's a whole bunch of new players there. Um, anything stand out to you? I thought John Emery looked fantastic physically. I thought Chris Hilton is come it really looked good. Um, I, I think the offensive linemen, uh, some of the guys that needed to lean up, looked like they had. Um, but look, that, that that does that. They're 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 the helmets and and what uh, Brian Kelly called they were out there in their underwear today. So he right. he called right. shorts and and, and, t- and jerseys. Uh, their underwear. There was no pads, 
So everybody's going to look a little slimmer with no no uh, football gear on. Right. But um, I, 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 it is my understanding that, that, that they've absolutely loved everything that they're they're going through with the new strength and conditioning coach. You know, it's been several decades since there was somebody yeah. in that position other than Tommy Moffitt. Right. Sometimes change is a good thing. Uh, I would imagine Kayshawn Boutte was somewhere to be found on the field watching. Yeah, uh, he was tucked uh, uh, around uh, Brian Kelly, and and, um, and you know, and that's another deal. Uh, you know, Wednesday when we get K- Coach Kelly, and he's asked about Butte, and and you could tell he was not going to go there, and he goes, you know what? I, and he just let it fly, and and then everybody was breaking down, and you know, what did he mean by that? And right, right. Um, I know his last so, name. That's what he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, but I also just, think there's a whole lot of LSU fans out there that don't understand his dry sense of humor. He's got yeah. a wicked dry sense of humor. And so, like, I, I've, I've seen comments on our YouTube channel. Well, he sure is sarcastic. No, that's a dry. <laughs> he's got a very dry sense of humor, which, I, I, which def- I enjoy. I think it's funny. Don't you think he was definitely sending a message, though? Like, look, come on now. We're all yeah. in this together. Um, we want you here. And, and you're, whether you're practicing or, or hurt, we're all in this. we got a lot to learn. we got to all be together, one, one direction, one path. I think he was sending a message, seemed like to me. I think so. And, and, and I also think I'd be shocked if he hasn't butted heads with, the, with LSU's medical people. I bet he has. Huh. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of you, you mentioned uh, Kim Mulkey picking up a, a commitment for the class of 2023. Uh, LSU picked up a commitment at a position of need, right? Mac Markway, a big tight end from St. Louis. Yep. Uh, just met uh, high school. Um, and um, he's a big one. I mean, you're, you're talking about six, four, six, five, uh, 250 pounds. Uh, well put together. Uh, Coach Steeples had uh, coached him years ago, so there was a relationship already there. Embrock, being not only the offensive coordinator, but the guy who coaches tight ends, is a draw for him, and it's a position of need. So Markway feels like he's got a real big opportunity at LSU because one thing, if you've watched Notre Dame and what also what Denbrock did at Cincinnati, they'd like to utilize tight ends. And yeah. Markway's a guy that's not just a – pass receiving guy but he's he's also an every down tight end you can use him in, in all of your packages you're not going to be shuttling him and out if, if if you're in short yardage uh you know he, he can drive it in down the field mike scarborough tigerbait.com you've been around a while i've been around a while i've never seen anything quite like what's going on at lsu now with all with the, the most prominent of programs all with the new coaches um and, and all advancing onward i mean football basketball women's basketball baseball it's uh man what, very unique time in tiger town yeah i mean it, it's to the point where the only people you recognize are the sports information people everybody else is new yeah, that's right. I bet you those, I mean, uh, trainers and all that stuff. It's a, it's a whole new ball game. We'll see. But Brian Kelly talked about, they looked like he felt like they were in really good shape. They looked in good shape. Didn't they? They were able to execute their drills and not having their hands on their knees or on their hips. Yeah. No, he uh, mentioned that drill. What do you call it? 88. And he yeah. says, usually on the first day we have guys gasping 
and they had none of that yesterday. So he's enthusiastic about the shape these guys showed up in. And um, I just think that the whole newness thing, uh, players, you know, not wanting to disappoint new coaches, they want, you know, to put their best foot forward. I think it made it so that all these guys came in in shape. And, of course, Mm -hmm. he also said on Wednesday that normally they would have started spring practice a little earlier than they did, but they needed more time. So that probably uh, helped some things as well. But, um, uh, yeah, he – that's another part of his program is that in, in his mind, everything revolves around the strength and conditioning program. So, I don't know. I don't know from if you, if you were there all day long and you saw the way the, you know, the, the, the meals for, was prepared, how much that would differ from, you know, the way Moffitt did things or right. what, how Moffitt was rolled into either miles or Orgeron stuff. But uh, there's a lot. Uh, I'm told that it's a totally different way of doing things. But I, 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 I want more information as, yep. as to what, what do they mean by that when they say that. Go to TigerBait.com. Uh, subscribe. It's the best coverage out there. It's spearheaded by our guest, uh, Mike Scarborough. Mike, you're, it's, uh, it's a busy time, but a fun time. Uh, enjoy. Should be great weather tomorrow. We look forward to reading your reports and watching your reports. So thank you for your time, man. I really do appreciate it. All right, George. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. You got it, my friend. You got it. The game, Southwest Louisiana's Sports Station wants to give you the chance to score the ultimate crawfish boil brought to you by J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, and Cody's Crawfish. You can win two sacks of live crawfish, a pot, burner, ice chest, tumbler, chairs, $500 Visa gift card, and tickets to the Astros game. Sign up today for the Game Rewards Club at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com so you can score the ultimate crawfish boil from J&J Exterminating, Kramer Equipment, Cody's Crawfish and the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. What a difference a couple of uh, weeks can make. A new addition, and the Smoothie King Center is blending quite well. Pels get a big win over the Bulls last night. They face the two biggest games of their season, Saturday and Sunday. We'll talk about that next with Chris Connor uh, here on the Jordy Helpert Show. On the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. They say shooters shoot. He's a man who shoots from the hip and a man who's hip when he shoots. And no one shoots more from the hip when it comes to sports talk than the Blonde Bomber. Back to more of the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. It's time to flock up. Brought to you by ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets. The Pels with a 126-109 win over the Chicago Bulls last night. That's a big-time win. And now they face the two biggest games of the season. The San Antonio Spurs on Saturday. The L.A. Lakers on Sunday. Chris Connor at the Bird Rights talking hoops with me. Happy Friday, my friend. How are you? I'm great, man. I'm just happy to be in this Man, Devontae Graham let the hair flow when he got 30. Don't don't you dare braid that hair back again. Let that thing go, man, right? <laughs> nah, man, he got to – listen, I, I don't think – you know, he said after the game that he, you know, um, 
his mom wouldn't be happy with him. But look, man, uh, we know we we listen. We'll take care of that, man. We'll find a way to talk to Miles, man. He got a he he can't put a single braid, no type of change, can't shave, cut nothing. Keep that exactly <laughs> the way it is the rest of the year. Uh, Jose Alvarado, my goodness. Uh, what a find. He, 30 minutes, he had 15 points, seven assists. He is such a spark plug. Everybody loves playing with him. He, he, God, where, where was he all season? You know, man, it, it just, you know, Jordy, it kind of shows, it creeps back into, like, the politics of, you know, drafts, of NBA drafts, right? You know, yeah. uh, Jose took the long road, undersized, but, when you when you go back now and you look at some of the pre-draft conversations that were being put out there, and you look at some of the things that he was able to do in that in the conference he came out of, right out of the one of the toughest to play in college yep, basketball. Yeah, um, yeah, you know it's like every like the evidence was there that he could succeed at the next level, especially as a defender. But you know now you know you look at a situation where that reputation stays with him. He has to prove himself versus someone that may be would have been able to get a chance just based off potential, athletic, size, whatever the case may be. But if you're asking about, you know, who's the better overall basketball player, um, it's Jose. Yeah. He's, he's been he's been terrific. Um, so now, after that disastrous start of the season, the Pels are 31-42. and 42. They're tied record-wise with the Lakers. They've got the, um, the tiebreaker over LeBron's group as we speak, and the Spurs are a couple games back. These next two games are going to dictate the, the, the regular season. I mean, it's going to dictate the playoffs, right? The two biggest games of the year right yeah. here, man. I mean, um, yeah. and for the Pelicans to be in this spot and them being in the ninth seed, two biggest games of the year. In the Smoothie King Arena, I mean, what else? What else could you ask for, man? A back-to-back. You yeah. probably see Brandon Ingram, if not, you know, at least on one of these games. I'm assuming that worst Sunday, um, at best, you'll see them both. But yeah, man, I mean, it's just you know, it's big. I think it's huge for the city. It's huge for the you know the entire you know landscape for what I think the community is trying to build right now when it comes to this team, man. So it's just it's awesome. And look, you know, you would hope that they can win both. That we we know that game Sunday is going to be spectacular, and it's going to be going to have a lot of eyes on it. But you know, you can't sleep on a game Saturday against San Antonio Spurs. No. They they need it as well. Chris, uh, Saturday's game to me is more important than anything. Um, it's the Pels, the Lakers, and the Spurs. Three teams can only get two spots, and right now the Spurs are two games behind the Pelicans and the Lakers. The Spurs need it in a big time way. If the Pelicans can win this thing, man, that's a three game differential. That is nearly impossible to make up this late in the season. Exactly, Chris. No, end of the day, man. That Spurs game is is um, you get a chance to kind of solidify yourself a hundred percent. And where yeah. you need to be in the when we're talking about a playing spot versus afterwards, the Lakers game is more so about seeding and more so right. about maybe possibly turning that Lakers pick I'm with you 100 percent. Uh, Chris Connor at the Bird Rights, kind enough to join us. Larry Nance Jr. made his first appearance last night, got 18 minutes, gave you nine points um, and four rebounds. That's pretty good production. First time he's played in quite some time and playing for the first time with a new team. So all that being said, I think that's a valuable piece to the whole puzzle going forward, don't you? He just, I mean, Jody, he just looks, he's just a good basketball player. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. 
He's seasoned. You know, you know, he 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 makes all the right moves. He makes all the right pass decisions. He's a guy that you know, we talk. Uh, people talk a lot about how guys don't watch basketball anymore. Larry Nance during during his first game played as if he had played with some of these guys all year. He knew exactly who to find in certain spots, what to do, what not to do, and that's fighting rust. You know, he missed shots that he missed weeks from now. You know, it's just yeah. perfect addition, perfect spot, perfect personality, character. I mean, really good find, and I hope he can stay healthy and continue to grow with the team, man. That would be terrific. And and again, uh if if I had to, if they asked me who's the MVP of this team, and I take it over the entire season, Jonas Valanciunas is my MVP. He's a double double machine. Last night, sixteen points, nineteen rebounds. It's almost like an afterthought. I mean, those are spectacular numbers, but we take it for granted because he does it every game. And and you know another another aspect of this in which we in which we kind of overlook is dependability. Accountability. Yes. Just the fact that you know that, you know, B.I.'s missed games. You got C.J. late. Zion hasn't played. You know what I mean? It was a, you know, Herb had to had to find his way certain parts of the year. But Jonas has been the one that's been there all year. He's been the one that's, that's been healthy for the most part. He's been out there. He, he, you know, he hasn't been off the floor. And every night he's been out there, he's found a way to contribute. Um yep while playing the most minutes that, that he's ever played or be or on track to playing the most minutes of his career. Um, he's awesome. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't get much flash for it. And that could, you know, you can point out a lot of reasons for that. He doesn't get the, you know, he doesn't get the attention. And I don't think he wants it, but right. I mean, when, when we're telling the story of this season, he's top three, in my opinion, of why this team is in the situation that they're in now fighting for, you know, their postseason lives. No question. In one minute's time, I know it might not be fair, Chris Connor, but all this about Zion, we see the the between the legs dunk. We see him playing one on one. Looks like the Pels can't win for trying because it sure gives the impression that he wants to play and he wants to get in there now. He's probably not in game. Can't be in game shape. What is your opinion in a minute? I think I think it's you know who to. Who wants to be a part of this run? Who's enjoying what he sees this team doing? If you watch him on the bench, you want to really see what Zion, what Zion's thinking. You want to see his his genuine act. Watch how he, watch how he's moving, and watch his reactions on the bench night in and night out. When they're when they're playing at home, I think that tells a lot more than that dunk does. He wants okay. to play with all competitors. He wants to be on the floor, and maybe they maybe they give him a little bit more leeway to be able to join them closer to a you know to a, when the playoffs start. I don't know, but. Last night looked like a guy that was really happy and just at the end of the day wants to hoop and do his job and contribute right. at some point this year. Ooh, we shall see. It's interesting. Biggest game of the year, Saturday, 4 o'clock, the Pelicans hosting the San Antonio Spurs, who always give the Pelicans the hardest of times. Uh, we will see. Boy, they, they both teams need it. Uh, we'll see who comes up with it. Thank you so much, Chris. Enjoy the weekend, man. Great hoops. Appreciate it, Jordy. I'll be in the city, man. I hope I hope everybody pulls up, you know, to the game, man. If you see me, you know, hey, put your hand up, do something, come up, talk to me, man. Let's enjoy, let's, let's support this team, this region, and uh, as they end up making this playoff push. All right, Chris. Thank you so much. That uh, Pelicans report brought to you by Shoprite Tobacco Plus discount outlets. Sixty of them. All they want to do is see you smiling when you leave their store. Become a Buku Rewards member, and you're going to save uh, in the store. You're going to save at the pump. You're going to save everywhere. Go to Shoprite, LA. 
Shopritelea.com. S-H-O-P-R-I-T-E-L-A.com. If you can't shop right at ShopRite Tobacco Plus discount outlets, you just can't shop right at all. One hour down, one hour to go. Holder, Faust, Becknell, Mesh, me. Huh. What else? What else can I say? It's all coming your way. Hour number two, the Jordy Helpert Show here on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. We are Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Hour number two on a gorgeous Friday. Next. Live and local, this is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. Streaming live on 1037 The Game mobile app and online at 1037thegame.com. It is a Saints touchdown. This is the Jordy Holtberg Show. Hey, baby, we're going to be here. Call us up at 337-706-0111. I like this kind of party. Now, here's your host, Jordy Holberg. It's our number two of two, and away we go. We've got uh, four more slots to fill to wrap up the Elite Eight tonight. Can St. Peter, can the Peacocks continue their Cinderella run? Who's going to win the Battle of the Blue Buds between UCLA and North Carolina? Oh, some, some great games going on. I don't know who's going to beat Houston. Man, I wouldn't want to play against those dudes. Those are some full-grown men getting after it. Anyway, Deshaun Watson met with uh, the Cleveland media today. Um, we'll see how this all unfolds and what's happening with the New Orleans Saints. It's been very, very quiet since the Saints picked up and re-signed Jameis Winston to a two-year deal, but it's been quiet. We've lost Teron Olmstead. We've lost Marcus Williams. Who have we gotten? Uh, anyway, um, our good friend Larry Holder of The Athletic, all things Saints and NFL, uh, joins us each and every Friday, unless he's on the tennis court or he's at the um, St. Patrick's Day Parade or whatever, but always has a good excuse when he can't. But he is with us today, and we are thrilled by it. Larry, what a beautiful day, man. How you doing? It's gorgeous. And, yeah, this would be another great day for a parade, as you said, or to play tennis. So yes. I'm doing neither. I'm sitting in carpool lane picking up my kids uh, uh, eventually from school, but uh, yeah, but uh, gorgeous day, no doubt about it. But uh, it's funny you, you mentioned, you know, the Saints being a little quiet. Uh, at, I mean, just as we're about to get on the air, uh, no. the Saints have actually signed a safety, Daniel Sorensen from, uh, he, I think he was with the Chiefs for about seven years, and he's kind of a mix and match kind of a player. Uh, very, uh, he has a penchant for making interceptions, and so. You're kind of wondering where he fits in uh, because they have Marcus May. Of course, you, right. you're signing him basically to fill in for uh, for Marcus Williams. But so where does that lead you if you're signing someone like Sorensen? I'm curious to see uh, maybe if something happens with Malcolm Jenkins. Yes. Who, to me, uh, you know, it, it might point more toward retirement uh yeah. if that's the case i'm not you know i don't know that for a fact but it might point toward that boy it sure does point toward that i'm with you 100 percent um Jameis winston comes he's got a lot of guaranteed money for two years he needs some help 
Um, are the Saints in? I mean, are they working behind the scenes for? There's a couple of LSU Tigers out there, and Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. They they need wide receivers, right? Are they going to go free agency with that? Are they uh, going to go draft with that? What do you think? Well, look, I, I've seen the reporting with uh, Marcus Valdez uh, scandling uh, that the Saints were in on that. Okay. And yet he has gone to the Chiefs, and they made that signing right after they traded Tyreek Hill away. Uh, so I think the Saints know that they have to be in the market for wide receiver help, and yet where does that come from? Uh, Odell Beckham, I think that might be something that a lot of, like the fact that he's not signed right now after coming off of a really good run with the Rams, I mean, I think that has more to do with the injury than anything else. So you're not, you're not ready to go kind of jump on that. But I'm curious to see about Jarvis Landry. I mean, he would make sense to me with the yeah. Saints, but still, uh, I think that uh, is something that the Saints have to uh, improve upon in terms of getting wide receiver help. Uh, with Traquan Smith is a free agent, and it doesn't seem apparent like they're going to resign him. Uh, and so you have Michael Thomas, and then the rest of the group you have, basically your viable group, would be uh, Deontay Hardy, who of course was Deontay Harris, and then Marcus Callaway. So uh, I feel like that they probably have to address that somewhere. I mean, I know the the, the draft seems rich in wide receivers, but uh, I'm curious to see what the Saints do. And then you mentioned uh, Jameis Winston. I'm kind of going off on a tangent here, but you, yeah, you mentioned the money with Jameis it. Winston. Go, go. And then I look at this Jameis Winston deal as almost like a deal with uh, Teddy Bridgewater light to the Panthers. I mean, when they, when the Panthers signed Teddy Bridgewater, it was uh, it was not a long term deal, but right. it averaged out at twenty million a year. But that was still not guaranteeing Teddy Bridgewater would be the quarterback uh, after year one, and obviously that has not been the case. So he's right. you know he's, he's right. out. And I feel like this is the same route that the Saints have. Like it's not guaranteeing that Jameis is the starting quarterback past year one, and I think that the, the jury is still out. But the move that move may, makes more sense than having to endure uh, the uh, the PR hit yeah. that's going on right now in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Larry Holder of uh, The Athletic. I see where Trevor Simeon got a two-year deal with the Chicago Bears. I'll tell you what, <laughs> backup quarterback play is the best thing ever. I mean, you stick around forever, and you don't get hit. You hold a clipboard, and you make a lot of money. It's it's a heck of a gig. Chase Daniel would uh, yes. like to have a conversation with Trevor Simeon and be like, man, you don't have anything on me. Trust me. Uh, he, <laughs> he, right. he lives the life, and now he's been in Los Angeles uh, he's backing up Justin Herbert, so no chance he ever plays. He's Never. basically there to uh, to help Joe Lombardi run that offense. Uh, of course, all Saints ties there, and so yeah. But it's yeah, it's good for Trevor. I mean, look, it's I don't feel like that uh, they lost because of him when he was out there. But uh, I, I, still, good on him. I think he showed what he could be a backup. Good, so he's basically Justin Fields' backup, which. I mean, Justin Fields, it's not like he's been incredible. So Trevor probably thought that is actually a pretty decent opportunity for him, and so I don't blame him. No, not at all. Uh, Larry Holder of The Athletic, kind enough to join us. Teron Armstead signs with the Dolphins, a five-year deal worth up to about $87.5 million. That leaves a big hole on that left side to the Saints. Um, I don't know what's out there in free agency. I don't know if the Saints have enough players – 
uh, in the building already where they can move around and do this and do that? Or do they have to go to the, the draft and shore that up? What, what's, what do the Saints do at that left tackle position? Yeah, I think currently there are probably two candidates. One is not going to be Ryan Ramchek. I would be shocked that they move him from the right side, uh, especially this day and age. I mean, a lot of teams put premier pass rushers on that right side just because that's what they do. I mean, so it, it's not like uh, right tackle is as unimportant as it used to be compared to left tackle. But still, I would look, as of now, you have James Hurst, who has been kind of, a jack-of-all-trades kind of offensive lineman, but I think is solid. But I, then you might look at someone like Landon Young, who they drafted last year, who I felt has a lot of promise, got hurt. Uh, so they might look at that. But, I mean, look, the draft, to me, would seem like a good prime spot to to get a, a tackle. And if you look at the Saints' history in terms of offensive linemen, at least the recent history, uh, the starting five has been draftees. I mean, it was yeah. Ramchuk. Cesar Ruiz, first-rounder, Eric McCoy, second-rounder, Andres Pete, first-rounder, and then Teron Armstead, third-rounder. So I, I feel like the Saints probably feel good in going to go get an offensive lineman. Where that happens, could it be day one, day two? Uh, I would not discount that at all. But at least the Saints have, in my eyes, at least a decent option with Hurst and even maybe Landon Young. But, I mean, again, that's not Armstead. I mean, when Armstead's in there, he's – Stud, but I think that's part of why the Saints didn't want to pay him because yeah. he's been uh, injured so much in his career. Best ability is availability, and he's not always available. Larry Holder of The Athletic with us. I've been saying this, and, and I want your opinion of this. You can call me crazy. It, it won't hurt my feelings in any way, shape, or form uh, because I've heard worse. Um, tight end's another position that the Saints are looking to, to shore up. I think Taysom Hill would be a great tight end. He's got athleticism. He's big enough to block. He's got good hands. He can run routes. He's a mismatch for a linebacker. He's faster than them. He's a mismatch for a safety because he can out jump him and go get the ball. Why, why, why wouldn't Taysom Hill get more bang for your buck for what you're paying him? Put him out there on the field. Let him be a tight end. Is that crazy? Man, Jordy, I wish I could call you crazy because I feel like I have maybe in the past since we've done these radio interviews for like a billion right. years now. But I'm not going to call you that today, so good what? for you. <laughs> no, I think that's an absolute spot that he needs to be. Uh, I think he's someone that, I mean, you could call him actually whatever you want to call him. I mean, tight right. end, a wide receiver, an H-back, it doesn't matter. Just call him Taysom Hill. But I think he needs to be involved Me in too. being a mismatch. And then he's always someone you could – they're not going to do it all the time, but uh, you could certainly put him back there in a wildcat, and you could you could still run some snaps with him at quarterback. He's just not in the running to be the starter. I mean, that's uh, you know, it, it's funny. There right. was a I, I did a radio show a couple weeks ago on um, Sirius XM, and they blasted out some quote where I said the Taysom Hill experiment at quarterback is over, and I was like, all right, well, that's sort of what I said, but it was more about him being the starter. Starter, uh, correct? You know, yeah, correct. yeah. Obviously, though, he. He needs to be involved with his offense, and I think he will be. And I think that's exactly uh, – your route makes too much sense to me. Uh, yeah. Now, you're not going to ask him to be, hey, let's let's put our hand to the ground and start like doing some run blocking. I don't think we want to do that. But still, yeah. I do think that, that has to be the case because, look, Adam Troutman has, uh, has, some, has more to prove in year three than I thought he did have in year two 
because I thought he'd be better in year two. And Me that too. wasn't the case. And, uh, and so I think that Taysom needs to be someone you, you move around, you work around. I'm sure, uh, E. Carmichael, uh, I mean, he looks like a scientist, so I'm sure he's going to uh, work this offensive, uh, <laughs> this, this, this offensive team this offseason as if he is a scientist. He doesn't look like Morgus the Magnificent. He looks like a nice scientist. You know what I mean? That's Come on. I mean, Morgus was the greatest. Larry Holder, the athletic. You going to come up with your mock draft like you always do? Yeah, I've been waiting to kind of – See where where free agency goes, and I think okay. we're going to start hammering those things out uh, pretty soon uh, because you have a better sense of where the Saints might go in position wise. I mean, then, then there are definitely options there. I mean, I'm not even yeah. going to discount quarterback. Like I'm I know, uh, uh, you know, you, you just have to leave that that thing open, and it might not be first round. It might be first round. I think it's going to it's really going to depend on what's there. And if, say, the Saints have a huge need, say a great wide receiver they love is there, okay, yeah. go get him. You know, Absolutely. tackle that man we feel really yeah. good about, go get him. Uh, yeah. But I feel like, you know, some other spots, but if there's a quarterback they really like, I would not blame them at all in going to go get him. So, yeah, but, yeah, those uh, I think it's starting to be that time. We're about to hit April in about a week. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get into that, and I'm going to get uh, next yes. into that, too. Uh, the Larry Holder mock draft. I look forward to seeing it each and every year. I, the one thing, and I'll, we'll end on this one, the one thing that I'm really curious about, I see where Sean Payton's going to get an honorary degree. He's going to speak at Loyola, so we have to call him Dr. Sean Payton now. Uh, when the draft came about, I always thought Sean Payton had a whole heck of a lot to say about who the Saints wanted to pick. I wonder if that's going to change. I wonder how much, how much clout Dennis Allen has with Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, and the entire scouting staff. Oh, I think it's significant. And that actually was brought up in his first press conference about personnel moves. And uh, Dennis was asked about that. And Mickey was sitting next to the podium where he's speaking. And Mickey was shaking his head. Oh, yes, absolutely. That Dennis is going to have a say-so, yeah. like a significant okay. say-so. I mean, it's not... I, I think I do think people gave Sean a little too much credit in that like Mickey doesn't make a decision. That's not true. I mean, Mickey was uh, right. it was more collaborative than I think people gave even Mickey credit for and gave Sean too much credit for. But there's no question Dennis is going to be uh, way deep in this. And if, if he loves a player and they all feel the same, they're going to go do it. Uh, even if you know, they don't, I'm sure Dennis can convince them to go after a player, offense, defense, whatever. So I think Dennis is going to definitely have uh, a plenty, plenty of clout in which direction the Saints go within the draft or even making trades or anything like that. Larry, I can't thank you enough. I wish you and I could both be 25 years old and the number one ranked tennis player in the world and just say, I'm retiring. I've got enough. I'm done. That's wow. Huh? Wow. And I, I uh, and of course you're referring to Ashley Barty and I played my first singles competitive USDA match in about a decade, two days ago. And when I tell you every bone in my body hurts <laughs> and I, I tried to, I tried to pull off the uh, Ashley Barty uh, slice <laughs> one handed backhand. And I, I moved it around. And I, like, I was like, I wish I had that. Mine at least worked. I won the match, but I need I need that one-handed slice backhand. It's a killer. It's like Steffi Graf. It's like it's the thing of beauty. Well, it's a beautiful day for tennis. Get back out there, big guy, and uh, thank you for your time. It's always fun, man. I really appreciate it. You got it, buddy. We'll talk next week. See you, Jordan. You got it, Larry Holder of the Athletic. Um, oh my.
yes. The Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. It can help you because, um, you know, you love seafood, you love stuff. Excellent prize. How about a $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House? You can only win that $50 gift certificate to the Half Shell Oyster House by joining the Game Clubhouse at 1037thegame.com or 1041thegame.com. George Faust, KLFY, all things Raging Cajuns. After this timeout, the Jordan Helper Show, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. Stay with us. Time to open up the vault for the games this day in sports history. March 25th, 1972. The UCLA men's basketball dynasty rolls right along as the Bruins claim their sixth straight national title with an 81-76 win over Florida. Future Hall of Famer Bill Walton for UCLA is named most outstanding player. That was this day in sports history. We now return to the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we're back 20 minutes after the hour. It's Friday. It's time to talk about the Raging Cajuns. Nobody better than our next guest. Let's do it. There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY Sports Director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. George, good afternoon, my friend. Thank you for your time, buddy. What's happening? Not much. How are you doing? Good to, good to be with you on a beautiful Friday afternoon. I call it a Chamber of Commerce Day. It's one of those kind. You know, yep. everybody's talking about LSU and their quarterback situation. But, man, the Cajuns, they got to find somebody that uh, for the last three seasons, Levi Lewis has been entrenched as the starting quarterback. And spring practice started, what, March the 10th. New coach and in uh, Coach Dez. Um What's the quarterback situation for the Cajuns? Well, look, they have a they have a stable of guys, right? They have uh, I don't even know how many, probably more than we can count yeah. uh, on a depth chart, probably. It just so the way it's working out is there's there are two guys who have kind of had the most reps: Chandler Fields and Ben Woolrich. Those two guys are, are the guys that are kind of taking control a little bit. Uh, Chandler Fields has been in the system uh, a little, a couple of years. He kind of has more of an idea of what they want to run. Uh, ben Woolridge, uh, according to Coach Dez, has has had the ability to uh, kind of entrench himself a year ago into the system, and that's he's dove head first into it. And so those two guys are kind of the leaders of the clubhouse, so to speak. Okay. But there's also, uh, you know, the freshman Zion Chris. Uh, he, he's come in and impressed uh, Coach Dez from what he was telling us the other day uh, in his uh, pre-spring uh, practice media o- uh, opportunity. Uh, mm-hmm. he was ta- Coach Dez was talking to us about how uh, there's so many talented guys, and the good thing is they all have the talent. Uh, and so at, at this point, I would say Chandler Fields, and Ben Woolridge have the, the kind of the one, two, two, one. They're like A1 and 
A2 okay. or 1A and 1B or however you okay. want to put it, uh, they're kind of there. And then everybody else is kind of right behind them, kind of pushing them and trying to get a spot because it's, it is wide open from what Des said. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think, I think at, if they, he, that's the other thing. He said they don't have to play a game this week. So there's right. really a lot of opportunity for all these other quarterbacks to kind of prove themselves and make their way up the depth chart. It's kind of like a race, you know, like a, they've got a little bit of time before they hit the white flag and, and uh, get that last lap, uh, you know, coming to them. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, there's the situation that mostly Chandler Fields and Bill Woolrich got to gonna, – I love you. I love you, George. I a lot of time to play. I love you. I ask you one question. You take up the whole time. You're amazing. That's it. Hey, I'm a champion on that. I can. I can. (laughs) I got the gift of gab. (laughs) Um, First scrimmage tomorrow, so that'll be part of the process and all. Um, so we'll see. Baseball, baseball, South Alabama coming to town. The Cajuns are 0-3. South Alabama's 3-0. and I would say pretty important weekend for uh, Coach Deggs and his crew. Very much so. And, and this is a kind of a rival, a, a little throwback to the uh, late 80s, early 90s, mid-90s, when these two programs were really good and they would they would battle each other. And uh, it'd be South Al has always had a really good baseball program, mm-hmm. uh, probably more so than any other sport they have. That's that's what they hang their hat on. So they 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 have a lot of pride. The Cajuns obviously have a lot of pride with regards to baseball as well. It it, it should be it is a big deal. This is this is a big this can let let the Cajuns know how just how good they really are. Yeah. And look, guy, guys like Carson Rockefeller are, are just continuing to play at an extremely high level. And I still stand by what I said last week and the week before and the week before that is that this bunch is a scrappy group of kids, and yeah. they're going to go out and play ball. And there's no doubt about it, they'll, they'll be ready for this weekend. I'm with you. Um, we shall see. Uh, softball, um, they lost two early league games. They're looking to get a sweep this weekend. That's, uh, I don't worry about the softball team. They're always good. Yeah, they are. They're just young, and, and they'll continue to get better and get more experience. And and I don't think there's any concern with regards to, uh, the, you know, are the Cajuns losing their grasp on the Sun Belt Conference? I think that right. would be a little premature to say that. But we know this team is probably a regional team because of their youth. They're not going to probably host a regional. That they'll make it to a regional. Um, but yeah, give give them. You know, give them some time, let them mature, and who who knows what can happen at the end of the year. Uh, you never know. But uh, but at this point, I'd say definitely a regional team. I don't think they'll be hosting a regional, but they'll be they'll be in the mix uh, come the end of the end of the season. George Faust, KLFY Sports Director. Okay, we gotta um, gotta talk basketball. Bob Marlin's going to return. Yep. He's going to serve the final year of his current contract, was not given an extension, was not given anything other than, hey, you got another year in your contract. We're going to give you a shot. Boy, that's uh, the pressure has turned up immensely, and I think deservedly so. Uh, But I don't know how he recruits. I don't know how he gets players to to decide to come to uh, play hoops for the Cajuns when you got to wait and see how the year comes out. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a challenge only because you know the transfer portal is that is that 
good, bad, you know, you know, it, it's it's that yin and yang. It's like so, what's good is bad, and what's bad is good. Uh, it can benefit you, and, and it cannot, and it can hurt you. So, I think I think if they can get keep a majority of their guys that they have on this team, we can we saw what this team was capable of. Uh, and, and you know, Kobe Julian got hurt late in the season that that affected them but they won six of their last eight games so right. maybe a, a little bit of hope there for dr brian maggard and the reason he uh allowed uh the the situation to stay pat and uh hold even is because he he thinks that uh maybe there's some some uh actual diamond underneath that rock you know so we'll we'll see what happens i it's definitely uh Look, he's the winningest coach in Sunbelt history with 127 Sunbelt wins. He's got more than 200, around 200 something wins in, uh, in, 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 since he's been at UL. He, he's, he has earned that, I, I think, at okay. some point, he's earned that, that respect. And, uh, and look, let him finish out his contract if he has a big year. Then there you go. If not, you know, there's no harm, no foul, right there. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but look, uh, I think the writing's on the wall. You better win. Yeah. If you want to stick around, and and fifteen. And, no, and, and Coach Marlin, he knows that. I, I I have a feeling that he's not he's not oblivious to the fact that oh, yeah. you know, know they know. struggled, and 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 so I, I think he knows. What's up? But he—he, he, I'm sure he's appreciative for the opportunity to finish out. Yeah, and, uh, maybe go I hope he's go, successful. Go, I hope he—I hope he wins big. I hope he gets a a long term contract. I really, <laughs> really do. Uh, yeah. But he's got to generate some interest. He's got to get the Cajun Dome to be a home court advantage. And right now, it is anything. There's nothing further from the truth with that. Um, and so he got to right. figure out a way to get people in the seats and to create an environment where um, where they can win. Period. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the Cajun Dome can be rocking if it, if you get the get the bodies in there and you get people excited about uh, what the product is on the court. All right, so George Faust can do one of two things. He can go to the f- freak, can go to the final round of the Masters, or the Kentucky Derby. Which one you want? Wow, two things that I have never done. So I uh, both of those would be on my list to do. Uh, I would probably choose the Masters. I would be at the Masters, no doubt. The Kentucky Derby is is cool. It's but it's like two minutes. <laughs> you know, I, I want to be able to. Yeah, I know day, people George. go there and experience the whole the whole mint juleps and all that stuff. But I'd much rather go to Augusta. And I, I'm more of a golf guy than a horse racing guy. Okay. But both of those are are good. Uh, events and, and masters, the masters would be my my choice. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you got to work this weekend, or you got the weekend off? I, I'm off this weekend. I shot an interview with Gary Broadhead to kind of wrap up the women's basketball season this morning. Uh, it'll be on Cajun Nation on Sunday night. So Gary and I chat about uh, what they have coming up, and then you know, with regards to the transfer portal and stuff like that. And so, good little interview with Gary, and I, that'll be on Sunday night after uh, our late news. And I, which airs after basketball, so uh, who knows how late that'll that, be. That'll be that. There'll be a lot of eyes on that one, big guy. It's, it'll be late. It'll be late. All right, George. Enjoy the weekend. It's supposed to be great weather. Uh, have fun with the family. Thank you. It's always great talking to you, buddy. All right, Jordy. Thanks so much for having me. We'll talk to you soon.
You got it, my friend. Here's George Faust. Tune in next week to Jordy Holtberg for Fridays with Faust here on The Game, 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Uh, the Globetrotters. Yes, indeed. You, you know, the, the mute. Sweet Georgia Brown, the world-famous Harlem Globetrotters are returning to the Cajun Dome uh, Tuesday, April the 5th. You can see them live, uh, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, giving away a four-pack of tickets for the family-friendly show. How do you win? Simply text TROTTER, T-R-O-T-T-E-R, to 68683 to win tickets to see the Globetrotters. Once again, text TROTTER, T-R-O-T-T-E-R. T-T-E-R to 68683 to win a family four-pack of tickets to see the Harlem Globetrotters live at the Cajun Dome, courtesy of Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. All right, uh, it's that time of the day, that day of the week. George Becknell, James Mesh, and I, will we'll talk about something. Have no idea what. It'll pop up, and we'll uh, attempt to entertain you. After this time out, the Jordy Helpert Show on the game, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 37 minutes after the hour on this Friday, March 25th. It's that time of the day, that day of the week. We welcome in James Mesh back in the game studios and my good buddy George Becknell, wherever he may be, but he joins us each and every Friday. George, how you been, man? How's everything? Jordan, I'm fantastic. I I can't complain. Work's been good. Life's good. How are you? I am terrific. It's a beautiful day, and I'm counting down the minutes for the weekend, big fella. I got to be honest (laughs) with you. It's been one of those weeks. I am ready for a little, whoo, I want to watch some hoops tonight and all that kind of stuff. So, um, man, the NCAA tournament is great. Um, Where do we begin? Okay, let's start with with the NFL. So we got Jameis Winston, and I want James is here. uh, um, Ideas on this as well. The Saints have the 18th pick in the first round, okay? Where do you go with that draft pick, George? So for me, if it's up to me, I would would go. texting while we're talking, dadgummit. Man, man, look, I, I'm I'm getting data. I'm googling facts. <laughs> All right, so so <laughs> 18th cheating. pick. Who do you pick? Who do you want? So, so I I want a wide receiver. That's what I want. I want a playmaker. I want to win now. But since the Saints signed Jameis Winston to a two-year contract and not a longer deal, right? I'm thinking the Saints going Kenny Pickett with this. You know, he's been impressive in pro days. He, he's looked well. You know, they say the Steelers and other teams are. Or big on the kid out of Liberty, I think Malik Pickett Willis. is the guy sitting there. Yes, mm-hmm. I think Pickett is the guy that's sitting there at eighteen. Okay. So for me, I think it's Pickett. But I, if 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 I got to pick, I, yeah. I want the kid out of out of Ohio State, the wide receiver Olave. Okay, yes. 
Chris Olave. All right. Um, what do you do, Jordy? What do I do? Yeah, give me a wide receiver. Give me a wide yeah, receiver. I, like, I think that's I, best. I like that kid from Alabama, Jameson Winston. Oh, I like him um, a lot. Let's see. James James is texting. Hold on. The mic went out again. Okay. Um, oh. You can hear me, though, uh, but he can't. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Okay. Um, I've been saying this till I'm till I'm blue in the face. Saints also need a tight end. I got the yes. answer. I got the answer for the tight end position. Taysom Please. Hill. Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. Couldn't agree I with think you he'd more. be great. Yes. He would be great. You know, because think about it. When he plays tight end, he's always making plays. Like, he, he's perfect in the slot. He's, he's that perfect blanket, you know. I don't see him dropping passes. He's guaranteed to make the first man miss. Yeah. I think that's the perfect thing, you know. Let's stop yeah. trying to make him a quarterback. Because right. I think you have two quarterbacks on the roster anyway. Let's utilize him. To He's a great potential. athlete. Put your best He's athletes on the field. Athlete. And if you don't want to call him a tight end, okay, don't call him a tight end. Call him a wide receiver. I don't care what you call him, but yeah. you can't tell me he couldn't be a miniature version Travis of a Kelsey. Travis Kelsey kind of a guy. I, I don't see where Travis Kelsey would really be better because Travis Kelsey is not faster. He might have a little better hands, yeah. but Taysom Hill, like Travis Kelsey, is not mowing over people like Taysom Hill does either. If you I, think I'm about glad it, we think. I'm glad we think alike. I, I think yeah. that's. Uh, I think that's pretty good. Um, and, and you know where I miss him at? I what? miss him. I miss him. I miss him on punts. I miss. Yeah. I miss the, the the threat to fake a punt every time yeah. with Taysom Hill there because yeah. we keep trying to make him a quarterback. As but well, I'm with you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. As the up guy right before the punter. Yes. Yeah. I, I think tight end is the answer for him. You're paying him a lot of money. You're not getting your bang Use for it. your buck by just having him on the sideline coming in to play a quarterback every now and then. Um I think tight end is the spot. I think he'd be great. Okay, good. Um Me too. How, about the, how about the Pelicans? How about them? I mean, they look, they got yeah. the biggest games of the year. Saturday and Sunday, Spurs, Lakers, no question about it. Of those three teams, only two make the playoffs. Right now, the Pels are in. The Spurs are two games back. Saturday's huge. Pels got to beat the Spurs. I think they do because they just went to San Antonio and waxed the Spurs. So yeah. they, they, they're going to they, they're gonna beat the Spurs, and I think they're going to beat the Lakers too. You know, like they're playing fantastic basketball. To say, to say for a team that doesn't have their best player, and started out like what one and thirteen. Mm-hmm. They they're playing some amazing basketball, Jordan. I like I like the kid Herbert Jones. I, yeah. I, I like I like the fact that we're using Jackson Hayes a lot more. Yeah. You know, with Valentunas, CJ McCullum. Look, I was doubting uh, Griffin and, and Trajan Langdon, but CJ McCullum was the Stud. perfect pickup. He just fits in well. I love the chemistry of this team. They're going to make the playoffs. Not only are they going to make the play in, they're going to win the play in and be and make the playoffs. Jose Alvarado, what in the world? That dude can play. Yes, you you, you remember Matthew Delavadova on that? Yes. Uh, yes. On, on Cleveland. Cleveland Cavaliers team. Yeah, yep. that's who this kid reminds me of. Like he's not the the most athletic. He's not the best, but he's always making plays. He's always in the middle of something. Yep. Coming up with a key steal, you know, made Calver, uh, yeah. made 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 the guy from the Bulls travel. Did you see you what know? he did on that play? 
He made yes. the shot and he hid by his teammates in the corner of the court. He kind of played play a little rope-a-dope thing there. He yes. kind of peekaboo, and they threw the ball in, and I can't remember the guy's name. He played at Arkansas. Caruso. Caruso. That's Caruso. It. Yeah. Where's the headband? And made him travel with it. Little sneaky little fella. Sneaky. That's awesome. But those are the guys that you need in a locker room. Not the best guys, but guys that have put everything on the floor and just make plays. Those are the type of guys you need. And, and the Pelicans look like a team that's really, really good. You know, I, I'm I'm enjoying this. I think with with those guys, the young guys, McCullum, Brandon Ingram, they're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs and they're gonna threaten somebody in the in the first round. It sure looks like Zion wants to play. It sure looks like he's doing some things that shows he can play. Does he play this year? Jordan, that dunk, what you saw? <laughs> yeah, didn't look like you had a bad foot. That dunk was Zion telling people, if I don't play, it's on the organization. That's what he That's just right. did. Thank you. He's like, I'm ready to go. The, the organization is sitting me, but, I, you know, I can't play. And I don't think he plays because I think the Pelican don't believe that they're going to be in any type of better position with Zion this year. And I think they want to protect their star player, which I could kind of understand. But Zion is saying, look, I'm ready to go. That's what he's saying. The heck with playing. I'm saying, get a, if he wants to play, let him play. He's got the whole offseason. I mean, but, I agree. But, but is he in game shape? There's no way he's in game shape. But you convince him, come off the bench, get me, get me five minutes here, get me ten minutes there, get me fifteen points and eight, seven, eight rebounds. Hello, hello. Look, let me tell you, if if Magic Johnson could put on a Lakers jersey and come off the bench, Zion Williamson could do it too. And, and I think that's where we're at. Let him. I agree with you 110%. They got a good thing going. You don't want to ruin that chemistry, but let him play in sh- let him play himself in shape because Zion is special. He can yeah. go out and get you a bucket when you need it. And those type of guys are hard to come by in the NBA. Just somebody you could throw the ball to and go get a bucket. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Let me you see that in the playoffs. Let me see if my boy James meshes back. James, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Eh, I mean, can you talk now? Because this, yeah, yeah, yeah you, okay. you can hear me now, right? All right, let's go back to the first question of okay. the day, which was uh, you've got the first 18th pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. You're the New Orleans Saints. Who you picking? For me, I would want wide receiver, but knowing the Saints, they're probably just going to go O line, which I'm, I'm not, not mad at that either. The Saints, I'm asking you personally. What do you want? Personally, what me. What player do you want? Chris Olave would be nice getting a wide receiver. But I'm, I also would like to get an offensive lineman myself just because I like to keep James Hurst as that extra sixth-man tackle. But you can't take both. You can only take one. Who are you picking? Give me Olave. Okay, there you go. There you go. I, I got to put hold you to the fire, man. Hold you to the fire. Sheesh, <laughs> um, Luis, um, new basketball coach at LSU. I've met him. You haven't, but you've heard him talk. What are your impressions, George? Well, Jordan, I mean, I've watched Murray State over the last couple of years, and that's been a program on the rise. They've they've done some damage in the tournament. So I like the hire. Always go for a guy who's proven 
on a lower level and bring him up to the big leagues. That's the same thing we did with Will Wade. Yep. Him, co- Will Wade coaching basketball was not an issue. I thought that was a good hire, and I'll still defend it. <laughs> but what... I think we're still we're, we're still doing the same thing, you know. And and if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So <laughs> I like the hire. I think the guy needs to send John Morant a gift basket for his new found <laughs> income. Yes. But I think it's a great hire. I, it cracks me up. People are saying, oh, he's, he's, he hadn't been a head coach in a Power Five conference. He's been mid-major. What the heck was Will Wade? Neither was Will Wade. Exactly. Right. What was Will Wade? Why? Why? Come on. Stop it. Stop it. Give the man a chance. Robin, Robin Knight coached at West Point. So did uh, Mike Krzyzewski. So did Mike Krzyzewski. That's all I'm saying. How'd that turn out? You got to get a smaller job to get a big job. Right. It is what it is. Pretty good. Um, James Mesh, uh, you're on the UL front. Um, You surprised that Bob – what's Bob Marlin thinking right now? He's going to – he gets to coach the final year of his contract. You know what coaches say? You got to give me an extension so I can recruit and get players to come. He's not getting that. What yeah, are your you, thoughts on yeah, this? Yeah, you definitely lost the leverage with that when you're trying to get people, trying to get recruits. Because if you're not going to be then be there the next year, most of the time players are there because you're the coach. Exactly. So if you're not secured, it, it might hurt trying to get some new recruits or trying to get people in transfer portal. Yep. Nope. Absolutely, positively. It's like, hey, we we don't want to pay you any money not to coach because we're not in that situation where we can do that. Uh, so we'll let you finish out your contract. Uh, you better win or you're done. Man, that's uh, welcome to the pressure Stop. cooker of. Welcome to the pressure cooker. Uh, does St. Peter's, do the Peacocks survive and advance yet again as a 15 seed and get to the Elite Eight, George? You know what, Jordan? My middle name is Peter, so I'm gonna say, why the <laughs> hell not? They they played <laughs> they, they played some great basketball thus far, and when you're a 15 seed, you play the hardest team first. So if you've already knocked off the two seed, who can't you beat? Ooh, they so gotta I'm go. rolling with St. Peter's, baby. All right, so you I'm got St. Saint- you got St. Peter's beating Purdue. There's only one number one seed left, and that's Kansas. Kansas takes on Providence. Who you got? I got Kansas too. Yep. All right. Kansas, Kansas seems dominant. Battle of the Blue Bloods, number four seed UCLA, eighth seeded North Carolina. You got you got Kareem Abdul Jabbar going up against Michael Jordan. Who you got? Well, Jordan, I'll always take Michael Jordan in that matchup. I've been very hard on what North Carolina's been doing. But North Carolina, since that Duke game, Coach K's last game, been playing some great basketball. They really have. And UCLA. Yeah, so I, I like them, even though UCLA is really, really good. Give me North Carolina and uh and Hubert Davis. All right. And finally, uh a two two double digit seeds, number ten, Miami. I think they were grossly underseeded. Underrated, yes. And the team that beat LSU, eleventh seeded Iowa State. Who you got? I got Miami. You know, I watched Miami play that ten seven game. I, I forgot it was that Ohio State. Uh, I forgot who it was. Yep, Ohio but Miami's State. been playing some. My, Miami's been playing some fantastic basketball, and you know I don't believe in Iowa State like that. I think All they right. just got lucky and, and caught an LSU team. Oh, go ahead, but uh, give, no, me, no. give me Miami. All right, you got Miami. Yeah, they, All right, uh, James, Purdue, St. Peter's. Who you got? I'm gonna unconfidently say this, but I'm gonna go St. Peter's just because I want to see the heavy underdog. All right, I, I I wish, but Purdue's too good. Uh, Purdue's going to win. Kansas, Providence, who you got? 
Got to take Kansas way too good. Yeah, I hate Kansas, but they're going to win. UCLA, North Carolina. I've been back and forth, but I'm just going to go with the Tar Heels on this one. Gut feeling. I am too. That's something about them. They're really playing well. Miami and Iowa State. Iowa State would have to hold Miami to under 60 for me to feel like they could win this because they can't score themselves. I'm going to go with Miami. Yeah, Miami's good. Miami's really, really good. And Jim Laranega is a really, really good coach. All right, there you have it. George, thank you so much. James, thank you. We'll wrap things up after this final timeout here on the Jordy Helpert Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. All right, welcome back. Finishing touches, and today is your birthday, March 25th. Happy birthday from all of us to all of you. You share your birthday with the Rocket Man. Elton John is 75 years old today and still performing. Uh, We hope you come back Monday. We'll find out uh, who's in the final four. We'll see if the Pelicans were able to withstand the Spurs and the Lakers. We'll see if LSU baseball bounced back against Florida and did the Cajuns do the same against South Alabama. We'll recap it all for you on Monday. So, Have a great rest of your Friday, an even better weekend. And come on back Monday, same time, 2 to 4, same great stations, 1037 Lafayette, 1041 Lake Charles. For all of us here, James, thank you so much for all you do behind the scenes. To all of you for listening in and to our partners that make it possible each and every day, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. Um, Have a fabulous weekend. And um, until Monday, God willing, I'm Jordy Helpberg. Stay thirsty, my friend. Do everything you can to stay healthy, my friends. And by all means, let's just be happy. Have a great one. We'll see you Monday. Bye-bye, everybody. 